0: Hello, and welcome back to Conversations with Claire. Today is episode 51, so we've passed that threshold, which I'm excited about. And my guest today is also was a guest on episode three. So you remember recording that in an RV at the CrossFit Games where I didn't even, we didn't even know the name of the podcast yet. And I was like, hey, do you mind just popping over here? And and you, of course, were very gracious. And we're like, yeah, sure, whatever. And so- It is Eric Hinman. Hello, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me again.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. And uh, So you are a digital creator, five-time Ironman athlete, brand builder. You're also 43 years old, and you're a fitness influencer that is like absolutely crushing it. And you don't look 43, which is dope. And uh, you're a connector of humans is what I think of. In addition to all those things that exist within your bio, you have always, since I met you... Couple years ago, maybe a little bit longer now, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, That has always been a standout to me is your ability. You've inspired me, and I take notes from your behavior with that about how you so naturally just put people together constantly. So, anyway, you were a guest on episode three, and I do want to touch on the fact that in that episode, we talked about your journey into the fitness industry. We talked about your early adult years, things like that. We talked about your nutrition and all that stuff. So, if they want to know, After they listen to this and they're like, but wait, I want more. Great, go get it there. He's all over the internet, so you can find all that stuff all the time. But the things that I want to talk about today have evolved. My questions for you, the things I'm curious about when it comes to you, have changed. And so we are going to go a different direction. But I did want to note that if the listener wants that stuff, then they can go get it somewhere else. So, um, my very first question is why? Why Fitness Influencer? Why are you creating content?
1: So first and foremost, I'm really passionate about wellness just because through my journey, I was able to figure out the best version of myself through fitness, specifically triathlon. During my triathlon years from 2010 until 2014, I had a lot of time alone with my heart rate elevated, outside, endorphins racing, and it was kind of a psychedelic experience during those years of I just realized I wasn't living my life prior to those years with passion and purpose. And during the Ironman years, I felt, just stoked every single morning to get out of bed and to train again and to progress in something. And it was also my first time that, you know, I kind of scratched that world-class at something. So I, I started to recognize that, you know, being really good at anything is just dedicated effort and eliminating a lot of distractions <clears throat> and through wellness that got me out of the party scene. It got me out of kind of going through the motions. It got me out of chasing the public perception of success, of chasing revenue and building businesses and buying nicer homes and cars and watches and clothes. And it got me more into man, I just feel energized. There's no lull in the afternoon anymore. I don't feel like I need to drink to be vulnerable, that I need to drink to be the best version of myself, that, you know, I need to be the life of the party through, you know, going out to bars. So that was, that was the big takeaway from that four year period of training for Ironman was exercise is fueling the best version of myself and it's the snowball effect in the right direction. It's leading to better eating decisions. It's leading to better sleep. It's leading to mental clarity, better emotional well-being. My allergies during that time period went away. I stopped getting burned being out in the sun. Um, I mean, just so many things just started clicking for me. So I made that correlation of, okay, exercise isn't to get to the world championships of Ironman. It's really just to be the best version of myself. And Mm -hmm. through that, the whole content creation chapter started and there was a difficult time period for me from 2015 to 2017 when I was exiting the triathlon world, you know, being perceived in this small upstate city as a, you know, world-class triathlete. And I tried to go right into CrossFit and be a world-class triathlete or world-class CrossFit athlete mm-hmm. and I kept getting hurt. So, um, you know, that two year time period, I recognized that, Hey, you know, just do it because I feel good day in and day out and inspire other people to adopt some of these practices that have benefited me so much. And, you know, social media has been a blessing in that we can share our message with the world and tell our stories. And, you know, people who are looking to follow in our footsteps, they can start to see what our journey has been to get to where we are now.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's so obviously, you know, thankfully we did have that conversation where you talked through that journey and, and so I've gotten to hear a little bit about that already and know that it really did transform your life and it took you. And of course, thankfully people can go find you online and really see the before and after photos and just see so clearly like this is an altogether different human. And so, and that's relatable for, for me and then for anyone who's trying, you know, they're on their trajectory wherever they're at. And so, but the thing that I think is what I was curious about, because with the content creation bit, you know, you are involved in brands in a number of different ways. You're very, I would consider you like savvy in business and things. And so I was just thinking about you and what I know of you over the time that I've gotten to know you and largely from a distance, some, whenever we get interactions and, and that's always so great, but I am just like, you know, the volume at which that you choose to show up there, you know, you really do a lot all the time. And so I'm like, what is the driving force behind this? Now I I, I can come up with some ideas, but just curiosity, because you could also stay involved in brands and not be forward-facing. Mm-hmm. And there are repercussions with choosing to do that. And, and so it was just a level of like, Why are you choosing to be so forward-facing? And then also the follow-up to that is, which you kind of answered that just now, uh, do you enjoy it?
1: So I'm very extroverted. I grew up as an only child, so... Every single night, I would have friends over playing ping pong in my parents' basement and playing basketball in my parents' backyard. I played team sports in high school, basketball. I ran cross-country, ran track, played football, played baseball, college through massive parties. I always have loved just hosting people and providing a memorable experience for people. And that's obviously changed over time with how I do that. Now it's very much Mm wellness-based. But I also... I really get a high from watching friendships and relationships and business relationships blossom from me putting together an environment for people to meet each other. So, you know, that's so much of what I do now with the contrast therapy every night and the community events is I just love that. I love meeting new people. I love connecting people and I love seeing what comes from all of those connections. And I also know that you know, opportunistically, it's, it comes back to you. I think of it now as I've said yes to so many people over the last 20 years, and I've tried to add just a small amount of value for so many people over the last 20 years that I occupy this very small part of a lot of people's minds. So that when Johnny and Melissa are in hitting a workout in New York City and they're talking about a brand Melissa's building, she's like, oh, wow, you know, you should talk to Eric. Mm. So I just feel like I come up a lot now because of just saying yes a lot and adding value into people's lives. So. Yeah, I mean that's a lesson I've learned is just like sets and reps of adding value and saying yes to people and it comes back to you in massive ways over years.
0: Yeah. When and I I love that because to me you're so far you're so far in at this point, right? And so of course you have all of this exciting like future ahead of you obviously, which is way cool, but you do have all of these years of building the fitness, learning your own stuff there, learning like building the relationships. I think that's one of the things when I look at this content creator game, of course, because I'm observing all of you and I have this beautiful access to you, which just thank you for your time. I haven't said that to you yet today. So let me say that now. Thank you for your time. But I I my questions do evolve with everyone. And I'm like, you know, I'm looking at all of these I got to see in person yesterday, which I haven't seen him in like a year, uh, Chris uh Williamson, Modern Wisdom. He was just over at the gym and it was brief and passing, but getting to meet him and then see this hockey stick rise for him over the last year with his podcast. I've just been from a total distance, just like so stoked on him. You know, I've got so many friendships that I, I feel, you know, just a, a number of different people here in Austin that I get access to due to location mm-hmm. that I watch this happen. And then, and then it's a reminder, Oh, Chris also has been doing this thing for thousands, literal thousands of episodes, three per week, for years many 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 years so yes he's seen this astronomic growth this year and yet he's been polishing that skill for a very long time so we'll just use that one close proximity easy grab Mm -hmm. wild success you when I think of how successful I feel that you are in the connection with others and coming up in other people's conversations and so on my point of bringing all that up I guess is that every like A consumer of this podcast might be at a totally different point in their journey, right? And so then I look to creators like you, been in the game a few years and kind of learning your way through it and choosing to continue to show up and figuring out what works for you and what workflow. Because you could look, someone could look at the volume at which you produce today and go, that's overwhelming, Well, yeah, sure. If you're not anywhere near that, you bet that's overwhelming. And, and so it makes it feel not so relatable when, when, what we did talk about on that very first episode, episode three with you was this habit stack concept. So maybe we didn't necessarily talk about it from the lens of content creation, but we spoke about it through the lens of fitness, nutrition, habits. Mm -hmm. And so your habits and behaviors, because I think people really desire this content creator thing for a variety of reasons. It certainly opens doors. That's why I'm continuing to show up there is because I somehow get to build these relationships that I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird, but it's really worthwhile because now I get to have this connection. So I guess even though I feel, I feel weird about the internet, but I'm like, I'm going to keep showing up there Cause it's doing really neat things in my life. And I think that's probably relatable. And so I guess I do want to talk to a little bit, like if we were to take it back to some earlier years with that, like, did you experience imposter syndrome? Did you struggle with the choice to do you struggle with? You now have more eyeballs on you than ever before. You get a lot of feedback and it's all different directions. What's your take on all that?
1: Yeah, um, I definitely have had imposter syndrome with it. The, the hardest part for me, honestly, was my parents not really supporting all of the content that I was putting out, like just putting my life out there for everyone to consume. And a lot of that was, you know, playing. It was, you know, the perceived perception that I was just working out all the time and yeah. playing in the mountains all the time, mm-hmm. which for a time period of time I was doing just that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I... I recognized how fulfilled I felt from doing that. And, you know, I'm getting all of the messages of people saying, hey, keep sharing this. This is awesome. Like, I want to be you when I grow up. I want to design my life like this. How'd you get there? So I knew I was adding value. And if you add enough value in the world, you know, it comes back in a monetary way. And my parents grew up in a generation where... It was very much like blue collar worker. You work from eight a.m. until six p.m. Uh, Monday through Friday, and you know. And the you weekends. gave that a
0: good whirl in your twenties, like you did. I Sure that. did. Yeah. I did. Yeah.
1: I I drove fifty thousand miles a year for seven years building an insurance business. So I definitely did that. Yeah. Um. And I you know built a nice book of business that allowed me to start taking some risks and start having some free time to really figure out what made me tick. Mm-hmm. But you know that that was tough, like because m- my parents brought me up to be a hard worker. They're super loving and I appreciate, you know, all of their feedback over the years. But yeah, that was tough of them not understanding that this could become a business like it has become. Mm-hmm. It was just their perception that I was just kind of showing off my, you know, fun life of playing in the mountains and working out all the time. And I'm like, listen, like, you know, I do have some brands reaching out and you know, this this I think can become a business at some point and sure enough it did, but that was tough to deal with. And then the imposter syndrome thing, I mean, for the first year of Instagram stories, I didn't do any like talking to video stories. I thought it was awkward. I Done that before. So, like anything, it just took sets and reps of doing it Mm -hmm. to feel okay doing it and to not judge yourself and, you know, over time too, you figure out how to make it more natural. Like a lot of times, you know, I would set up a phone to record this podcast so that I, I'm not talking to the, to the camera. I have it next to me and I'm having a conversation with someone Mm -hmm. and that way it comes across as just a conversation instead of you looking at yourself, talking at a camera, which can be kind of weird. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I really feel like everything in life is literally sets and reps, and The other thing I've learned through time is that if someone else has done it and there's no like genetic gift you need to have like in basketball or football where, you know, size and height, they matter, you know, I can do it. It just, that person did it for 10,000 hours and that's like Chris Williamson. He's done it for 10,000 hours and, you know, he's gotten some lucky breaks along the way, but it was because of all of the sets and reps he took to get to the place where he created luck for himself. Right. So that's kind of how I perceive life now is you're going to have this time period where you're just kind of surviving. But if you keep at it for long enough and you become a master at your craft and you become memorable within the space, then you're going to have opportunity. If you put the hat on of how can I provide ROI with this? Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of athletes and creators, they may not put that first when they're trying to do business they just think about the following they have the audience they have as opposed to how can I add value for who is paying me and that's the hat I go in with because I started with business before I got into athleticism so I always think like what is the value I can provide if someone is paying me then I need to provide a return on that investment
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and I just, I, I do look at where you are today and the volume that, that you do create. And I guess I just like, I, I don't, I'm thinking about those early years for all the people, because because the vast majority of people are not yet that far progressed. And maybe that's something that they desire. And, and, and so just w- if we trace it all the way back, because now you've built such a stack of habits you've built so many reps and sets and now it's with ease right because you've done the work to where you just show up organically there it happens naturally your brain is always firing in that way you continue to have discipline to where it just does that thing but all the way back when you were getting started it was my desire to do this thing is great enough I'm going to push through the discomfort and I'm trying to add value. And that's what I see you do today. And I think that that definitely, I think that's, I'm I'm trying to glean from this. Like, here's the takeaway for anyone at any stage of their journey is because it can be frictionful. And along the way, there are realistically, maybe have been times for you where it felt very frictionful. And then maybe sometimes it feels easy. Mm -hmm. And I know that with me, you know, having started into whatever it is that I'm up to with this thing last year in January so now we're coming up on almost two years of showing up on the internet and and it's been a journey and it's been really you know sometimes I'm really enjoying and it flows freely and sometimes I'm quite uncomfortable with the whole thing and I don't know what I'm trying to do here and then to recognize that at some point along the way my ego really liked it and that wasn't fulfilling at all so then having to check that back and and it's just this ever flowing process but like what was the original reason that you chose to start to show up here? Oh, because you wanted to add value to the brand, which I guess if we trace it back for me, it was a specific brand that I was trying to add value to cultivate a relationship with. Mm -hmm. And now today it's shifted into something different, yet it is still add value. Mm -hmm. And so if we can kind of keep, so that sounds like maybe that's the North Star driving force to continue to create and do the things that you're doing of, I just want to add value.
1: For sure. And I also think some of it is you're gonna figure it out along the way. You know, I I didn't get to where I am now by doing all of the things I'm doing now. You know, it started very much with just kind of throwing darts at a dartboard and they're landing all around the dartboard and eventually you hit the bullseye. And you know, now I have product market fit. Like I know exactly who to go after, smaller stage wellness companies. That's where I can add the most value with a direct relationship with the founder of the company. And here's my service offering and with this service offering i know that i can add value for you i know i can provide a return on your investment in me but it took a while to get to that product market fit so
0: and when we say a while we're talking multi-year realistically I mean,
1: 2010 is when i made my first post on instagram yeah. 2013 is probably when i had my first brand deal yeah. so we're talking 10 years later yep. you know Eight years later is when I really figured it out of my product market fit. And the same was true with my insurance business. I mean, the first year and a half with my insurance business, I was just kind of driving around aimlessly, going door to door, selling insurance to anyone that would buy insurance from me. And then I landed on campgrounds and marinas. Like I figured out that, I could add a ton of value for them. I had the right company to place them with, and there wasn't nearly as much competition within that market. So once I figured out that product market fit, I ran with it. All I do is insure campgrounds and marinas. Done. I'm going to be the guy that is known as the campground and marina insurance guy. And now, you know, it's... I'm the early stage wellness brand builder. I'm not the later stage, you know, wellness brand builder. I'm not the um, beauty brand builder. You know, I've stayed very niche, but I think you always have to start kind of broad and then you figure out your way as you start to get that product market fit of, okay, this person will pay this and I'm adding a lot of value. I'm going to run with this. And, you know, my name is going to be mentioned along the way because I am a thought leader in this space. Mm -hmm. So it's getting to that point where you're known as, as the thought leader, the specialist within that space.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that this, the summary of that to me is just to hold space for the reality that one, these things take time. Mm -hmm. And I think that was something that if I, if I reflect back over the past couple of years for myself, we've got unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. For me, I thought, oh, it still just happen really fast because that's just what I do. <laughs> and so that one, it, I, I want to speak to an earlier stage individual and just say that like that or I mean, and, there, and whether it's content creation or it's just some other venture of life. Mm-hmm. Right. It all seems to be it, it can be really applicable to many, many different avenues. And so holding space for the reality that things take time and that there are going to be points of frustration where you feel like you don't understand. Like today you feel like, okay, I get this. This seems to be my good fit for, for today, mm-hmm. right? But you didn't have that for years. And so it, I just, to hold space for the reality that, yeah, you know what? There are going to be times where it's going to be like, bro, I don't know which way is up, but I'm going to keep showing up because I care. Mm-hmm. And to some degree, I, I do enjoy this. And so I guess I'll just keep working through the muck of like, I'll figure it out eventually. Mm -hmm. It's a worthwhile endeavor, even if it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay. Anything else on that one?
1: I mean, I think the other piece for me has been, once I figure out that product market fit, how can I continue to differentiate myself amongst others that have the same product market fit? So, I mean, you know, our homes are set up as these wellness social clubs and we do product seating at our homes. And, you know, that's very unique to to me and Sarah and our lifestyle. That's not something that can be easily recreated. And just to give like Chris Williamson for an example, like he now has access to world leaders but he's going the extra step of, you know, booking these incredibly beautiful facilities and using cinematic cameras. So he's continuing to differentiate himself, even with product market fit. So I think that's kind of the next stage of it. You find product market fit, and then you continue to differentiate yourself. So you are looked at as like, oh, he's the guy that does this. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And, and you really have created such a unique experience. I mean, that's kind of a little bit further down about the the event type stuff on my like stuff to talk about, but uh, you've done a really unique thing there for sure. Mm-hmm. And so that came from the fact that, hey, I was the kid that was already inviting everybody over anyway. So this seems to quite organically occur for me. So how can I make this mm, natural skill thing I already enjoy also useful in business.
1: Exactly, and easier, you know, designing your environment in a way that it makes it easy to do, you know, instead of, you know, me having a commercial facility or commercial gym, just doing a lot of this at the house and inviting people over to the house to do Mm -hmm. a lot of these activities. So I always look at things as like, how can I design environments that allow me to thrive in whatever I'm doing Mm -hmm. and make it easier to do what I wanna do and easier to be memorable and easier to host.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, you have got to be an absolute legend at removing friction because the amount of things you accomplish in a day means that removing friction is probably a really big priority
1: for you. Massive priority. Yeah. Yeah. How can I make everything easier and how can I multitask without multitasking?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll realistically probably come back to that in some way here in a bit, but I do want to go to something that I am absolutely fascinated with. In life in general is partnership mm-hmm. and you're doing that and you've been doing that for a while and so one shout out Sarah I finally got to meet her in person and we got to have a great conversation and I know we'll get to have more before you guys leave and she's as awesome I, as I expected her to be but what about part why do you choose to do that why do you choose to have a partnership because of course it's an option in today's world, right? Like you don't have to do that and yet you choose to. And so what value add do you feel like that brings to your life?
1: So, I mean, you know, this story about three and a half, four years ago, uh, I made a list of my perfect companion and I've done this over time of just, you know, being very intentional about who that person is that I want to spend my life with and spend a lot of time with. And, you know, you figure that out just like everything else over time. Like who is that perfect partner in your life where, you know, it's, it's lust, but also partnership. I think those are the two important keys to any relationship. And a lot of those things for me were someone who shares the same values, someone who has a similar lifestyle. Like my lifestyle is I love freedom and flexibility to travel and be in different places Um, Again, extroverted, you know, want to meet lots of people Mm -hmm. and interact with lots of people and, you know, be public facing in the community. But also safety and security is super important to me because most of my life is very risk oriented. I'm taking risks with businesses and investing in early stage businesses and being an athlete, athlete, exposing myself to risk, mountain biking. I love risk. I love, I love risk. Yeah. So, you know, having a partner where, you know, they allow for that safety and security side was super important to me. And that's something that Sarah massively offers. She's a healer, she's a chiropractor, she comes from a family of healers. So, wanted to find someone where I had that safety and security, not Um, And then, you know, she's into wellness. She's into the same things I'm into, but different. Like for me, I like training with the guys. I like doing hard CrossFit workouts. She likes yoga and Legree. So, you know, while we both have the same value of wellness is important to us, we're not doing all of the same things together where I might be – a different level than her in something. And she's at a different level than me in, in something. And neither of us enjoy it if we do it together because we're not close enough in in level of doing it. But there's other things that we both come together to do and, and enjoy together.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think she's an absolute <clears throat> legend. I And I've thought that from afar for so long. That's why I've been like, I can't wait to finally meet her to, to just experience who this person is that you've chosen to be your person so what since you've been doing that for a while now and it seems to be going well and you made this list and you found a human that seems to fit the list extremely well what would you say are some of the priorities of how you show up in that resilient because because you can write a list of who the individual is that you would like to attract or that you want to be attracted to and you can find somebody and be like oh that's a good fit uh, but but you have to do the work to keep them around as well you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and so whenever you think of what are the things that you two, prioritize in order to continue to show up well in your relationship? Because because it's one thing to get somebody and it's an entirely different thing to keep somebody.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I think one of the big things was being intentional with our time together. Um, and, a, and an example would be, you know, hiking or being in the mountains. Oftentimes for me is my exercise. Like I want to get a good workout out of it. And that was always friction in past relationships where, you know, I'm going at Uh, a pace that is not enjoyable for the person I'm with because I'm trying to get my workout out of it instead of like just having an experience with them. So, you know, now I've separated, you know, when it's time for me to get my workout versus when it's time for me to show Sarah or others, you know, an experience that I want them to enjoy. So I think that's important. I mean, for us, it's um, downtime in the evening, spending time with Blaze, cooking at home when we're in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Here, we've really enjoyed going out to all of the different restaurants and mm-hmm. spending time together.
0: What's your favorite so far here?
1: Dai Dewey is amazing. Their burger is just life-changing.
0: Dai Dewey.
1: Dai Dewey. You haven't been to Dai Dewey? No, I have not. Oh, my God. Go to Dai Dewey. It's here on the east side. Um, it's a butcher centric restaurant. But okay. They have probably the best burger I've ever had. Okay. Unbelievable.
0: Uh, Neen's actually here right now. Do you know Neen Williams?
1: I know Neen well. Yes. Yeah. We, I missed him when he was in town, but he just opened his flagship right by us too on East 7th. Not Dame damn chance.
0: He's he, yeah. yeah. He's here today. Oh,
1: he's here today. He's over
0: at the restaurant all day. Oh, no If way. you want to see him, he I just oh, saw I'll him and he by. was like, yeah, come get a burger. So he'll <laughs> be there all day today and then he leaves tomorrow. Amazing. Yeah. So anyway, if you wanted to see him, go catch him, get a burger. His The reason I bring that because his burgers are so good.
1: This is my number two favorite I've had here. Oh, my gosh. So good.
0: Anyway, okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so spending time together in the evenings, meals, going out to eat here but cooking at home back home. Yeah,
1: and then just, like, little things, you know, like making coffee in the morning, you know, for for Sarah when she wakes up. Like, the, the little things... I've realized little things and spending time with someone are so much more meaningful than buying like the Cartier watch or buying like some, you know, beautiful piece of jewelry. Sure. That's a dopamine hit like uh, immediately upon receiving, but it's more like just the little incremental time each day You're spending with your significant other that really matters the most. Mm -hmm. Um, And same with like parents, family, loved ones, like same thing. Just spending time with them is the most valuable thing that you can do and being present, being completely present. And that's something that I continually have to work on because, you know, my Apple watch is constantly going off. My phone is constantly going off Mm -hmm. and being pulled in a million directions to do a bunch of things. So, Um, being present, I think is a, is becoming more and more of a superpower in our society. If you can be present with people, um, present in what you're doing, that is, that is a superpower.
0: Mm -hmm. That makes me think of even just over the course of this past weekend, I had the opportunity to go MC a CrossFit competition in or Florida, and it was so wonderful. And, uh, and so, so I wasn't on my phone for multiple days for the most part. And That was just one of the things that even on the final day, I keep, my brain goes, you've got things you need to do on your phone. You've got things you need to do on your phone. You need to whatever, you know? And it it flows more better because I continue to iterate, right? And just try to, okay, I'm going to post this, whatever. And then I'm also going to be here. But anyway, it was an interesting, I noticed the final day I'm with an individual and I have an opportunity to really like, Get to know them and this is a and i'm like is there anything actually occurring on this phone that i feel some sort of anxiety like i need to be posting or whatever uh but but their time is really valuable and, and i only have this short window to get it mm-hmm. and is that actually am like am i going to if i choose to prioritize picking up my phone and staring at it it's an option i can do that am i going to walk away from that feeling like that was the right thing to do and in that moment for me the answer was No, And I'm so grateful that I gave that person my attention at such intensity. And then I was able to get to all the shit I needed to get to later and it was completely fine. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you talk about with your relationship presence and with individuals presence, it's also one of the things I can think of some other creators here locally that I've noticed. I really respect their presence with people when they're with them. And so how do you go about that considering that you're also doing all of these other things when it comes to your relationship? Do you time block mm-hmm. the moment? Like, do you guys have this kind of structure set up where, cause, cause you're just so intentional in everything you do. That's abundantly obvious. If anybody watches you for any length of time, that's quite obvious, which is really impressive. And we should like, I'm taking notes, you know, but how do you schedule that to where you can be present with her and she can know that she's seen and heard and loved and cared for, and then also accomplish all of these other things that you need to do.
1: Mm -hmm. Time blocking for sure. And I could be better at this with my relationship. I feel like right now I'm sprinting and Sarah's also sprinting with current opportunities. Mm -hmm. And we both recognize that. We know that it's just kind of a season of life right now where we're really just creating our future through the next two or three years so that we can spend more one-on-one time together. Um, But yeah, we are intentional with like mornings are slow mornings are generally together and then, Evenings back in Colorado has not been the case here in Austin. We've been surrounded by people ever since we got here. Twenty
0: four seven. It looks
1: like kind of the honeymoon phase. But back in Colorado, you know, generally we have our wind down routine of you know we're spending time eating dinner together at the house and then winding down together, watching Netflix or something before we go to bed. Um, but time blocking in general, though, I think is an incredible way to teach you to go through life present and. I've, always, I've had to do that with it's the Ironman years and managing multiple businesses, training 25 hours a week. Like that was the time period, 2010 to 2014, where I was forced to time block. I just didn't have, I had zero time to do anything outside of building businesses and training for triathlon. And my relationship during that time period massively suffered because I, I wasn't intentional with time blocking the relationship into it. Yeah. So I learned from that experience. But I I think the more that you can dedicate certain blocks of time to certain things, it's just going to continue to train you to be intentional and present with whatever you're doing, whoever you're with, whatever activity you're doing or Mm -hmm. whatever task you're trying to accomplish. So, yeah, I I think that that carries over for everything and just practicing it more is going to make you better at it.
0: Right, right. I I love that so much. And thankfully somebody can go literally Google time blocking and, you know, get more information on it. But if you don't mind, I actually would love to get like quite specific on yours. Mm -hmm. And so when you say slow mornings, I also know that you train in the mornings as well. Mm -hmm. And so like, what is that looking like? slow mornings like what time of day is that what's the duration of that before you're off to the next thing
1: yeah so wake up with no alarm pretty much around 6 a.m like clockwork yep. I'm very intentional with getting to bed around the same time each night just to wake up at the same time each day mm-hmm. avoiding highly stimulating environments late at night to get that eight hours of, of deep sleep Uh, So wake up at 6 a.m. in Colorado. I would make an espresso for both of us when when Sarah gets up here. I'm usually going to a coffee shop or I'll have a coffee that I bought the day before to have at our place. We don't have a a coffee maker that I enjoy using at our home that we're renting here. Um, And then the first hour and a half is dedicated to both planning out the day and executing something that I know I probably won't get to later in the day. So, you know, something that's going to take me longer than 15 or 20 minutes to do, because I know the rest of my day is just going to be kind of slammed with just executing throughout the day with calls and workouts and meetings and podcasts. So I try to get any kind of longer cognitive tasks done before I hit my morning gym session. 8 a.m., 8.15 a.m., in the gym, training for an hour and a half to two hours. That's time blocked, uh, oftentimes phone on airplane mode, and that's my dedicated training time. And I'm also intentional with, like, I, I invite people to come and work out with me, but I'm also very upfront that it's not like a meeting time. It's not a time for conversation. Like my main focus for that first training session is to get my workout in because I know that's going to set the stage for the rest of the day to be energized, to be super productive and to have this mental clarity and presence.
0: I wanna pause you there before you continue and ask you to get specific with that because it is very interesting as you become a fitness professional, et cetera, uh, you, you really need to be very, very intentional with your workouts or you will not get them and they will not be the quality that you want them to be. Mm-hmm. And that's been a very fun thing for me to learn. And uh, and I'm loving it, honestly. And I don't, but but I'm curious. So you just said, I make it really clear up front, This is not a time for meetings, et cetera. So what does that look like? Do you just let these individuals, like do you have a template that you're like, hey, Just to be clear, not the time for that.
1: Yeah, I mean you know, someone someone new reaches out to me, generally I'm inviting them to come sauna. I'm not inviting them to come and hit a workout with me. Yep. And if they do come in for a workout with me, I'm sending the workout to everyone. And I'm like, listen, like I follow this programming. I recognize that you may not do CrossFit, you know, these weights probably aren't something you're gonna wanna do. So tailor it to however you wanna get your win in right now. Yep. But you know, I have 90 minutes basically to get this workout in and do as much of the, it, it as you want that I have written out here, but this is what I'm doing. Uh, but generally when someone reaches out, it's like, come sauna. Yeah. That's when I know I'm gonna be really intentional with them. I don't have my phone in the sauna and that's when I have the best conversations with people. So oftentimes that's when I propose people to come and meet with me, especially someone new. You know, friends or, you know, people that I've interacted with, you know, they just kind of know. Yeah. Eric's gonna send the workout out. We get to do whatever we want. And, you know, if you need to leave in the middle of it, he doesn't care, yeah. so.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that because what we're happen if you do not do that is you wind up being coach yep and suddenly you don't get your fitness exactly and so you've got to be very like guarded with that it's just it's been an interesting thing as I have the beautiful luxury of being a fitness professional today like I you, you're getting to see some of it now as I'm still kind of a baby in it but mm-hmm. I'm loving it so much and it is very much so like just being very protective of that time for yourself mm-hmm. and uh anyway okay so so you're on to that and then the remainder of the day
1: yeah, so and, – and so much of that first workout is – it's setting the the stage for the rest of the day. It's setting me up to be really clear, to be energized, to be present with people. So I think of it way more for that now than I do any kind of physical aesthetic or getting to the CrossFit Games. Like if I do great, and mm-hmm. do I have some intention with that? Yes, but is that is that what I'm thinking about with each workout? No, I'm thinking about like this is how I am, the best version of myself. I get my morning workout in, and then from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m., my mind is going to be on fire. I'm going to be energized. I'll be be able to add massive value for the people that I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. So that's why that workout is when it is because mm-hmm. 10 AM to 1 PM is just a sprint of calls and meetings and podcasts and content creation. Um, I basically do three to four days per week of that is just packed with, with calls and new brands that I'm talking to, or new people that reached out to me that I'm having meeting meetings with. And then one to two days where it's more, content focused, I'm creating content during that time period to fulfill current contractual obligations. And then I know I have about three to three and a half hours of really good cognitive power, and then I'm going to start to fade. Mm-hmm. So time block again from one thirty until about 3 every day. That's outside in Colorado in the mountains doing something aerobic. Mountain biking is my favorite thing in the world to do. Here in Austin, I've been playing pickleball a lot in the afternoons because yeah. mountain biking isn't as accessible. Uh, but I do something aerobic, whether it's a trail run, a ruck, a mountain bike ride. Um, I've done that for, you know, ever since the track triathlon yeah. 60 to 90 minutes of aerobic activity every day. And, you know, I'm multitasking without multitasking during that time period. That's oftentimes when I get my best thoughts because I'm not distracted by my, tho- my phone. Um, all of these conversations I've had and experiences, they kind of come together in my mind during that time period. So I look at that as my moving meditation. That's, that's where I'm going to make something of all of these dots I've collected over time. And it also sets me up for the next two to two and a half hour sprint of cognitive power. Mm-hmm. Um, I specifically like mountain biking so much because it's combining anaerobic activity, going up hills with aerobic activity, with some strength, with being outside, and it's a skill-based activity with risk associated. So the presence I get from that is second to none. Uh, And then from three-ish until about five, that's another kind of work sprint of either content creation, brand calls, podcasts, Mm -hmm. and then... Five o'clock until seven is dedicated contrast therapy time. And that's meeting new people. That's deepening bonds with current friends. That's hosting brands, hosting founders of companies. That's just like human connection time along with physical, mental, and emotional recovery. Um, I pick that time because that's generally when others can come over and do it. And mm-hmm. it's really important to me to be you know, part of community and cultivating community. And I like that as... Just kind of my mental and emotional reset at the end of the day, you know, busy day, and you know you're just kind of you've been going all day, and that just resets my nervous system, and mm-hmm. it makes this massive to do list just kind of feel like it's very accomplishable after doing that contrast therapy session. So again, something that I consider multitasking without multitasking. Totally. And then, you know, wind down routine after that. Um, going out to dinner here in Austin at home, it'd be smoking meat on on our smoker in the backyard, yeah. and then like. 30 to 45 minutes of wind down, try and learn something time with Sarah, watching YouTube videos or watching a documentary on on Netflix and then sleeping by 9.30 to 10 o'clock and then up again at six, rinse and repeat.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I just love how all of this has just given you such a capacity to execute. And it just makes me think of the fact that, you know, it doesn't matter how we feel about the actions that we take. We just take them, you know, and, 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 you've, you've built out this really cool system that seems to be really conducive to, uh, the life that you want to lead. So I just appreciate you iterating on this for the years that you've iterated on it. With, you know, just because you sharing this shows people, okay, so this is a possible option for me. Maybe that's really far from where I am right now. And so I don't need to have any sort of unrealistic expectation. That I'm just going to suddenly behave like Eric behaves, but any stride that direction may be a positive one because this is largely a very healthy lifestyle, not five to seven window of that connection with others. I just, uh, you know, There are other rooms in in recovery stuff that I, a lot times like that too. And I know that for me, like my ability to show up to life because I'm willing to go and do that thing is just uh, far greater. And so maybe it's not the same way. It's not the contrast therapy every day or whatever, but, but it just, it does speak to the the connection, the community thing. And I think that was something else that I just have noted is just because I think that you do a beautiful job of prioritizing community. And Austin, Texas is, <laughs> I don't know, anywhere better mm-hmm. at just facilitating that and the people just being down for that. But just the, the reality that we don't do things well alone and so we do better in community Mm -hmm. and so cultivating that space at home to where so tell me a little bit about your home setup because i actually have not been over there yet and so you do that where you've got all the brand stuff set up it's in your home you can have it right there what is that like
1: yeah. So, I mean, home in Colorado, the backyard is a gym. We yeah. turf 1,200 square feet and, you know, we have rowers and assault bikes and a big rig and barbells. And I mean, it's a it's a full gym. Looks and like then, such
0: a fun playground. I still haven't come, but Yeah, anyway. you got
1: to come out. Yeah. It's, a, you know, beautiful view of the mountains, sauna, ice barrels, red lights, you know, just kind of a wellness oasis. Yep. So, you know, people want to come to that and that's how we enjoy hosting. So, Mm -hmm. you know, just made it easy to enable that by building it into our home where we are all the time.
0: Well, and that actually made me, while you were talking about all this, what I, what I did think of that then forgot the priorities that you have, you know, you've like structured your life in such a way where people can slot in left and right. But like your priority is clear for each one of those things. It's not, they don't have to wonder what you know, if they want your time Uh, then here's where you can get it and I I just I love that your priorities are so clear to you that then they're clear to the world Mm -hmm. and that creates peace for everyone involved in the situation we don't have to wonder Mm -hmm. what you're thinking about any of that which is really nice
1: for sure I mean I want to show up again as the best version of myself with intention so I know that you know the run the mountain the mountain bike ride for me is almost always individual that really is that 90-minute period of time I need each day to recharge my social battery and to to just again make something of all of the conversations and right you opportunities have to get away you do you, yeah. yeah i mean we all we all need that space just as much as we need that human interaction mm. so you know I, I need both of those each day and yeah i mean the big thing i take away is When people come over to the house and there's, you know, 10 people just jamming in the sauna, having an awesome conversation the next day, friends or new people who I perceive to be like living a very vibrant life, But, you know, they have a business, they have a family, they're juggling these glass balls they can't drop. They're like, damn, I didn't know how much I needed that, like how much I just needed to be with six like-minded people having a conversation about life. So I love cultivating that because that's been so important to me to have those conversations and those bonds with people. So I know how important it is for others where, you know, they have a family and that, you know, they have a business they're running and, you know, they're just kind of in the grind with that. And, you know, all of us, we're, we're all creatures of habit and you get very set in your current routines. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you feel a certain way from this new thing, then I think it's a reminder of like, damn, I need more of that in my life. So that's, that's why we like hosting so much. And I like providing people with that memorable experience of like, Hey, make sure that you're, you know, out in the community and you're doing things where chance encounters with like-minded people can happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, everybody that's listening gets, this could be a source of inspiration and it never needs to look just like yours, Mm -hmm. but to know that, okay, if that speaks to me and I'm like, dang, I'd really like, you know, so it doesn't have to be contra. It doesn't have to be the same thing, but could it be something for you? Mm -hmm. What could that look like in your life? And if that calls to you when you're thinking about what are some things that would optimize my life that would make my life better? Are there ways in which I can be, you know, because, because you've made yourself a magnet. And so now you like, you draw them in, they come to you, but someone listening to this maybe isn't at that stage yet, you Mm -hmm. know? And so what can they do? Mm -hmm. Well, each one of us can do something and we can do far more than we think. And, and, and our energy is incredibly valuable. And so then just kind of thinking about, okay, I'm taking that in going, well, that's sure inspiring, but it's not me. Okay, cool. But -hmm. what can you do? Because you can do something. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Find your thing. And also, I mean, the big takeaway I've had is doing things in small groups is so much better than going to, you know, a bar with 500 people who you don't know. Yeah. So like joining a small run club join, I mean, for me, it was joining a triathlon club back in 2010 when I started feeling that, dang, there's something to this like small group environment where everyone's endorphins are racing and you're overcoming this obstacle together. And the conversations I'm having afterwards are so amazing. Mm -hmm. And I just formed this really fast friendship. So small environments where you can form bonds with people are so much greater, in my opinion, than going to big, big parties or late night concerts where, you know, there's entertainment involved, but, you know, are you forming bonds with with new people? Probably not. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I love it. Okay, so <clears throat> I did want to ask you, this is kind of, as I was writing my notes for this morning, it was so, I, I love this. It was so easy to come up with things to ask you. I was just like, well, I have a lot of things to like, I'm curious about a lot of things about you. So this one is one, you are 43 right now. hmm And by the way, I'm sure most people listening have seen you on the internet now, but if they haven't, they have to go look because look, dude, this dude's 43 years old and absolutely just a unit. And so, and also in all these other areas of life, not only are you a really impressive athlete who clearly like your physique represents that, but also you have vibrant uh social skills and and you've got this community that you've cultivated there's just all these other areas of life that you're also thriving in so at 43 what would you say to 23 year old you and 33 so if we were to take it back one decade and let's go to like if you were to look back at who you were at 23 what would be the piece of advice that you would give that version of you that would maybe be useful for you at that stage and then let's take it 10 more years down the road in early 30s what would you say to you
1: Yeah. So 23 year old me, I would tell tell them movement is medicine, just having the correlation between exercise, wellness and emotional well-being, mental well-being and the getting to become the best version of yourself so that you start attracting opportunities into your life. Um, You know, I think we all need to have these chapters of chasing and surviving to get to, you know, okay. now I just add so much value that I don't have to chase anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what I would tell my 23 year old self. And then my 33 year old self, my 33 year old self really abused exercise, almost like I abused, you know, alcohol in my 20s. So, I think I would tell my 33 year old self, you know, not to overdo it with something that, you know, produces this incredible high. But if you take it to an extreme, like anyone doing anything that is world class, generally it's an unhealthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, it's only sustainable for a short window of time before you get injured, before you get burned out or whatnot. So, I think I would tell my 33 year old self, you know, to find something else that produces that same high that isn't just pounding yourself into the ground with exercise. And for me, the two things that I've implemented are the contrast therapy, Where I feel great after doing it, but it also is allowing me to recover physically, mentally, and emotionally. And then the other wellness trend that I keep talking about is community, like friendships with people. You know, I get such a high from these like flow state conversations that we're having. So like utilizing that as a wellness tool as well. Those are the two wellness things I've incorporated in the last six years.
0: Okay. Couldn't agree more. Great advice. (laughs) Like all of it. Yes. And it just, even if the years of my life look a little different, I'm like, well, checks, checks. Uh, okay. So what do you feel like has been the biggest positive shift of 2023? We're at the end of this year and you've chosen to come to Austin, Texas, and you know, you've just done some things differently and there's a lot that you've continued to do the same, but what would you say has been the the biggest positive shift of this year?
1: Two things. Uh, in-person retreats. I started hosting these founders only events this year. I did one in Denver and then did one in Palm Springs. And, you know, that was just intentionally curating 30 people that I knew would all benefit from knowing each other. And then just creating this environment where, you know, they can have conversations with each other Again, endorphins racing, dopamine levels high from doing, you know, extreme activities and and, uh, environments where like a sauna and and cold plunging where they're just with each other and intentionally having conversations with each other. That was a massive positive thing that I started doing that Mm. I plan on doing even more of in 2024 is these in-person events. And then Austin was super intentional of you know, I always preach like you're a product of your environment and I have been a product of my environment in Colorado. You know, it got me outside all the time. It introduced me to world-class endurance athletes. It introduced me to monetizing my lifestyle. It introduced me to so many amazing things. But I got to a place where I kind of feel like I've reached my ceiling with the business side of all of it, you know, I need to start forming more of a team now and systematizing everything. So I know Austin A is an amazing city. I've always said Austin is my favorite city. Colorado is my favorite state. I love the access to all of the outdoor recreation in Colorado, but Austin, the city, the people here are just incredible. The collaborative community here is incredible and it has attracted thought leaders in wellness, in new age media, in content creation. And there's a whole ecosystem behind all of that. The people running all of that, the people running the podcasts, the people helping create the content for the creators. So, yeah. When Sarah and I were starting to talk about, Hey, where else do we want to spend time? You know, I, I pitched Austin and she was all for it. Yeah. And I mean, just being here for the last month and a half, it's yeah. I mean, we have become a product of our environment by being here with all of the opportunities that we're now generating for ourselves in a very natural way of just going to on it and training with people and meeting people there and having people come over to do contrast therapy and yeah. being introduced to people. So yeah. Again, just a really important reminder that your reality is heavily, heavily shaped by the environment that you're in.
0: Totally. I have to selfish selfishly plug on it. You're loving it.
1: I love on it. Yeah. It's so on fun. It, Squatch. I mean, these they're they're community social wellness clubs yep. more so than gyms. Yep. And yeah, I I feel like that's the future of 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 boutique fitness. Yep. It's going to become more and more social wellness clubs you know, with big saunas and cold plunges and open gym mixed in with classes and trainers, you know, mixed in with athletes. And again, just allowing for chance encounters to occur in environments where everyone is overcoming obstacles, pushing themselves. And there's this earned respect when you're doing that with, with other people.
0: Totally. So you've, you've mentioned your product of your environment and, and That makes me think, you know, we've talked about community. The people that you're around matters tremendously, right? Mm -hmm. And so because you've now become a magnet to where they come to you, But there are people who like my question is, what are some desirable traits when it comes to friendship? Say that somebody wanted to befriend you, you know, what what are some desirable traits that when you think about letting somebody have access to your time because it's so valuable and it's interesting because everyone's time is so valuable, even Mm -hmm. if they don't recognize it yet, you Mm -hmm. know, but what comes up for you when you think about that?
1: I mean, I love people who are super passionate. It doesn't have to be about wellness. It could be about technology. It could be about building car interiors. I just love passionate people who are really, really intentional. And I like surrounding myself with people who, you know, are progress oriented. I like being around, you know, positive people for sure, as opposed to negativity and collaborative people. I like being around Obviously, wellness is something I'm super passionate about. So others that are into wellness, I like surrounding myself with. And I like surrounding myself with, uh, I like relationships where the value interchange goes both ways. Where I feel like I'm getting value from the people I'm with and I feel like I'm giving value to them as well. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is a beautiful relationship when it's a two-way street.
0: Yeah, I love it. Okay, we're going to round this thing out. I got a couple questions for you. One is... What are, thank you for that. I agree. What are three things that you're grateful for today?
1: Three things I'm grateful for today are, I mean, definitely being able to move in the way that I want to. I'm reminded of that every single time I sustain an injury, which I've been very fortunate not to, I very rarely get injured with the training I'm doing. It's more from the risks I'm taking, mountain biking specifically. And I had a shoulder injury three months ago. From a mountain bike crash and, you know, just in this last week or so, I'm pretty much back to 100% doing bar muscle-ups and squat snatch, some of the things that I have not been able to do for the last three months. So, that always makes me grateful for, for my health when, you know, I'm, I'm faced with a time when I can't do everything that I want to do, but... Um, I'm really grateful for um, being able to design my perfect days. Just the people I interact with every day, the activities I'm doing every day, the environment that I'm in and the business relationships, which are friends. I'm super grateful for for that. So, you know, having been able to design a perfect day and have the people, activities, environments that I want in my day and then being able to, to monetize a portion of that. And then super grateful for Sarah that she allows me to just be me. She knows what allows me to thrive and she lets me, she lets me do that. You know, I mean, we have a lot of people over to the house every single day and she isn't as extroverted as I am, but Mm -hmm. she knows that a, I need that, that allows me to thrive and b that creates opportunities for us that allows us to live the life we live. Um, and I'll couple that with, with blaze. Like I'm so stoked that she brought blaze into my life. I feel like dogs are such a healing energy. I, I remember I, I had a, a previous dog, Madison, a boxer. And you know, I was training upwards of five and a half hours on my bike in my indoor gym back in Syracuse, New York. And, you know, when I was miserable in the middle of some of those workouts, I would just kind of look over to Blaze or look over to Madison. It was just like, like such healing energy. And yeah. Blaze is the same way. She, she's kind of like Sarah. They're both just like massively healing energy. If, you know, not, not that I have bad days very often, but if I have a stressful, busy day, yes. it's so nice to come and, to come home to just like healing energy. Mm -hmm. And knowing what like matters most, which are like just showing up for the people you love and having good relationships with, with close friends.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it all. Uh, Okay, so three things I'm grateful for today are going to be, I am grateful for your time. I'm grateful that you chose to pick Austin, Texas to come hang out in for a bit. Of course, I'm absolutely crazy about the spot. And so the fact that you're here and give me access to your time in this way, give us access to your time. Thank you. Uh, I am also grateful for just like mentors. And so there are people in my life that whenever – I feel some type of way about a thing and I'm not sure what I should do about it that I can call somebody and say, hey, here's where it's what's going on in between my ears. And I'd just like some perspective. Can you maybe just give me a suggestion? And- and that's incredibly powerful when things do come up for me because we're human and sometimes we get squirrely in between the ears. And so it's just really nice to go. Can you just kind of pull me out of me for a second and make sure that this aligns with the direction I'm trying to go and that I can get some quick feedback, you know? And so I'm so grateful that there are people in my life that I look to in that way today and will answer that phone call and people really enjoy being able to be useful. So it's not too terribly hard to find. Uh, And then the third thing that I'm grateful for is just going to be, let's see here. You said healing energy. And for some reason, this is so random, but it makes me think of my plants. Because like having green Mm. live things in your space is is a really, like, it's a nice thing. And um, so anyway, this is a very random one, but I just got another plant, a new one that my aunt clipped off from, like she took a little bit of my father's and then she grew her own. And then she clipped some off and gave it to me recently. And so I have a new little plan at home. Anyway, random. Okay. So I was going to say and ask you, where can they find you, support you, but I'm going to just go ahead and say that that's in the description. So if you are interested and you don't already follow Eric and you would like to follow along with his journey, I'm going to strongly recommend that. And uh, it'll be in the description below. So you can find that there. We appreciate your time. If you are still here, I hope that you have thoroughly enjoyed this as I have. And, um, I'm going to to ask you to Follow the show, rate and review it, share it with somebody. If you feel like it positively impacted you and it might positively impact them, that is a big, big ask from me. And other than that, we just hope that you choose to have a beautiful day. That's it. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you for being here.